If you need more help doing that, start a group chat with your friends about your wins for the day. It could just be with one of your friends that at the end of every day, you send the highlight or the thing that you were so proud of yourself for doing. That could literally be making your bed in the morning. That could be drinking a glass of water. I know if I sent that to Sal and I was like, I drank a glass of water today. She would be like, we need to declare a public holiday. <laughs> I want a parade. I want flying elephants. And I want Aladdin coming in on a genie. And I'd be like, I think that's, I think that's a valid celebration for yeah. that win. Hey chicks, I'm Sal. And I'm Al. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show where we share life lessons because we're broke in funds, but we're rich in life. And in today's episode, we're having a fun little chat about <laughs> imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and the different types of imposter syndrome, which I didn't really realise that there were. Oh yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. And importantly, how to get through it. Yes. But before we jump into the juicy stuff... We love to start some of our episodes with a product recommendation of the week as professional shopaholics. Mm -hmm. So crippling, crippling shopping addictions. Mm -hmm. So hit me, Al. Okay. Well, I actually didn't buy this one because savvy, it was my birthday. (laughs) We love a gift. We love a gift and we love a good gift. Mm -hmm. And my product recommendation for this week is the vinyl record of Aurora from Daisy Jones and the Six, which Sal gave me for my birthday. I don't think I've spoken about Daisy Jones and the Six on the podcast yet because I've probably exhausted that topic to anyone that will listen to me. Mm. It is my new personality trait. I'm obsessed with the show. I would like to be Daisy (laughs) Um, or anyone. I'll be Karen. I'll be Camilla. Mm -hmm. We'll be Warren. Warren. But not Eddie. Yeah, anyone but Eddie, probably. Okay. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to hear anything about that. Eddie, he's just a whine. Anyway, anyway, before we get into we move the on, Eddie's, we move, on. <laughs> we move on, we move on. But the vinyl record is so beautiful, and it just feeds the fantasy. It makes me feel like they're a real band, and there's something about putting on a vinyl record that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy and good inside, and it's such a clean listening experience. It's beautiful, it's therapeutic, and it feels like a meditation, and it feels like they're my friends. (laughs) If you love the show, I seriously recommend getting the vinyl record, it'll make you feel good and it just feels ten times better than going and clicking play on Spotify. Seriously, that sound of when the needle hits the record and you hear that little fuzzy little Mm. feedback sound, that's got to be one of my favourite sounds Mm. on the earth. Amazing. That Then the sound of a uh, can of Coke cracking open. Which is my product recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> a can of Coke. I actually think that would be a great product recommendation. It really would. Crispy it, can of Coke. It never misses. But my product recommendation of the week is a beauty product and it's the R&Co Dart Pomade Stick. Say that 20 times fast. We always have this graph on the podcast of beauty products being named really long, but... It's fine. They're worth it. If you are a slick bun girly, this is an absolute must have. It's literally just like a pomade stick that you swipe over your hair and it keeps all the flyaways down, but isn't super heavy. You can wash it out pretty easily and it lasts all day. Mm. I am obsessed with it. It's $29 from, you can get it from Rogue Beauty. Adore Beauty, David Jones, you know. Yeah, Iron Co. is stocked in heaps of places. Mm, yeah, 
And I love it. So moving on to today's episode topic, imposter syndrome. So Sal, do you want to talk us through what is imposter syndrome? Just zoom in on my face. No, don't say that. (laughs) No, just joking. So if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome, the definition is imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And it commonly affects high achieving people who struggle to accept their accomplishments. Mm. And according to the HubSpot, 90% of women and 80% of men experience imposter syndrome. So that's why we wanted to chat about it today because it is so common and it is so okay if you feel that way. Like it's it's normal. You're allowed to feel that way because people who experience imposter syndrome typically have a higher sense of competence than they do confidence. So you can get shit done mm-hmm. but you don't believe that you can but you're doing it. So before we get into the types of imposter syndrome, these are a few signs that you may be experiencing imposter syndrome. Number one is that you feel like your successes and your wins are down to luck and not your hard work that you've put in. Number two, you don't believe the praise you receive when someone gives you a compliment or they say, that's a great job that you did. You don't believe what they're saying. Number three, kind of similar, but you don't want to celebrate your wins when something happens that's good and it's because you did something. You don't want to shine a light on that and showcase your talent. Mm -hmm. Number four, rather than celebrating your wins, you focus on the things that didn't work as well. You focus on what you could have done better or the things that didn't go as you wanted them to go. And that's not good. Mm -mm. And number five, which I think is really common and so many of us do, is that you compare yourself to others too much. So I think imposter syndrome can be in so many facets of your life. It's used in work examples a lot, but you can experience imposter syndrome in so many things, in your relationship, in your friendships, just in yourself. Like I think we have so much access to so much information that it's so easy to compare ourselves and think that we're not doing as well as other people are and it feeds that notion Mm -hmm. and it's simply not true. Yeah, exactly. But it is incredibly normal and it does take on a lot of different shapes and forms. So Mm. we're going to run through some of the different types of imposter syndrome and then, you know, some fixes and tips and tricks because, you know, we love a hack Mm. on how to get through it. There'll be a a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first type of imposter syndrome is the perfectionist. So this is the person that holds themselves to an incredibly high standard and won't accept anything but perfection and anything less than is an automatic failure. Mm. This would be so exhausting for Mm -hmm. you if you do feel like you are a perfectionist imposter because nothing will ever be good enough for you. So you're going to be constantly striving and striving to achieve something that you might not necessarily be able to achieve. And I think another common part of the perfectionist is that you might set one really unachievable goal or what you're doing is you're setting multiple unachievable goals. So you're trying to bite off more than you can chew and when you don't achieve those, you feel like such a failure. Mm -hmm. It's like there are so many things that we need to achieve every day. We need to drink two litres of water, go to the gym five times a week, call our parents, see our friends, start building a healthy relationship, 
do nine to five at work and achieve multiple things. I'm like, like eat nutrient food, nutritious, eat nutrient food, eat (laughs) nutritious food and do all these things within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to happen. And I think we think every single day has to be so perfect and we have to tick all those boxes or have the exact same day that we see someone filming them wake up in bed on TikTok (laughs) and get every single one of those things done and we're like, oh, but they did it Mm. so they can do it. Why aren't I doing that? It's so easy for that little voice to get in your head but that's not true. They've set their camera up. This is what I always remind myself when I see videos like that. I'm like, why aren't I doing that? I've just sat in bed for two hours. They got out of bed to set up their phone to film themselves getting out of bed. Yeah, pretending to wake up. Yeah, right? They did do all those things because, yeah, they filmed it. But at the end of the day, they're filming a highlight reel. There is a script. There's points that they're filming that I promise you that's not happening every single day. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if some people are, amazing. Exactly. But it doesn't make you any lesser than for not doing all of those things in one day or all of those points that you wanted to achieve. Because we write to-do lists and we don't just write three and we don't reward ourselves for just three. Mm-hmm. We end up writing like 10-point to-do lists and then feel like shit yeah. when we didn't do them within three hours and we're like, well, I'm a failure. <laughs> exactly. And there literally is no experience in life that is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfection is an illusion and it is fiction. So... The fix for if you're experiencing the perfectionist type of imposter syndrome, instead of viewing setbacks or mistakes as failures, look at them as an opportunity to grow and learn and see that as what a great thing. Now Mm. I know what to do better next time because there is going to be no perfect experience. So you literally are setting yourself up for failure every time. Like focus on the positives that came out of it, the things that did go right Mm. and the way you wanted. Anything else, great. Now I know what to do next time. Mm. If you need more help doing that, start a group chat with your friends about your wins for the day. It could just be with one of your friends that at the end of every day you send the highlight or the thing that you were so proud of yourself for doing, that could literally be making your bed in the morning. That could be drinking a glass of water. I know if I sent that to Sal and I was like, I drank a glass of water today, she would be like, we need to declare a public holiday. (laughs) I want a parade. I want flying elephants. And I want Aladdin coming in on a genie. And I'd be like, I think that's that's a valid celebration. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's going to hype you up more than your friends. Yeah. And they're also going to be the first person that if you do admit to a mistake or, you know, something going wrong, they're always going to give you that little spin. I swear best friends are trained in PR. They know exactly (laughs) how to spin it so you see it as a win. You're like, so I got in a bar fight last (laughs) night and then your best friend will be like, yeah, but you know what? You had a really hard week at work. Mm -hmm. You were really tired. You didn't eat much that day. And they were looking at you weird. (laughs) So I actually feel like this isn't on you. Like, yeah, you know what? Maybe next time we don't have the bar fight. But Mm -hmm. don't like, don't be too hard on yourself. Exactly. Best friends are trained in PR. I love that. (laughs) Let's put that on a shirt. It's coming in the merch. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, number two for imposter syndrome is the natural genius. So if you're the natural genius type of imposter syndrome, things tend to come easy to you. You tend to kind of have a solution or know what to do in most situations. So when something becomes difficult or you're faced with a task that's a little bit more difficult that you're not feeling prepared for, you feel like a fraud. Mm -hmm. And again, it's this little, little voice in your head that's like, oh, you, you suck. (laughs) You don't know what you're doing. Mm. How could you? And you just need to get like a brick and just put it on that little voice because I'm picturing like a little plankton from SpongeBob. Yes. Especially for this, this one Mm -hmm. being like, what do you mean you don't know how to do that? Because Spoiler alert, you don't know how to do everything. That's okay. I definitely feel like I can relate to this one in terms of like needing to kind of always have a fix for something because, as you know, I'm such a problem solver that Mm. like whenever there's a hiccup, I'm like, okay, here's the plan. We'll do blah, 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 blah. That whenever I'm like, I don't know what to do, Mm. everyone's going to (laughs) die. Yeah. Like it's fucked. I'm like and it, it paralyzes you, I think paralyzes you and you're like I don't know what to do and you put all this pressure on yourself to always be able to fix something or know how to do something and when you don't you're like well everything's on fire Mm -hmm. and it's again not true because I think as well with this it would be nice for you to recognize that other people are there to help other people are there to answer your questions and you don't have to know everything there is to know about everything Mm -hmm. because that is so overwhelming that's too much yeah and it's okay to admit when there's a gap in your knowledge or you don't know what to do it's like the most relatable thing ever so the imposter fix for the natural genius is trying to overcome your genius complex by adopting a growth mindset so identify changeable behaviors and improve on them rather than beat yourself up or refuse to try again so thinking of different ways to approach a situation that you didn't know how to do, like asking someone else to help you. And if they can't help you, then you ask someone else. And if they can't help you, then guess what? You don't have the fix and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like humans are built to fuck up. You don't know everything and anything. It's a horrible realisation. I know. (laughs) (laughs) As a know-it-all Aries, I hate it. (laughs) You're like, but something that I have also had to come to terms Mm -hmm. with. Like I hate fucking up. I hate stupid mistakes and I hate when it's my fault. Like I Mm. hate the moments that I'm like, oh, that was dumb. And you just little bits that like the other day, Sal and I were going for lunch and one side of the road's parking sign was different to the other side of the road's parking sign, but I just assumed they were both the same Yeah, because it was the same road. But because peak hour goes different ways, I was stupid and I didn't check. So then I ended up with a $280 parking fine because I was in a no-stopping zone. And normally that would have sent me into a complete tizzy mm-hmm. of being like, you idiot, you should have known, you should have checked, you should have done all these things that I would say in my own head as if it's a separate person. But I'm like, do you know what a good fix for this imposter syndrome too as well is if someone you love made that mistake or if someone you love didn't know how to do something, would you get mad at them? Mm. And if you wouldn't, then why are you getting mad at yourself? 
Yeah. I think that's a good kind of way to restructure it in your brain and put those wires in your little brain into different sockets. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing like, you know, those little phone things from that's the olden exactly days. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. too. Ah, that parking phone really, really. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It was on my birthday too. Yeah. The universe didn't need to serve you that one. But I know. it's okay. We. It was my fault though. And we used it as an opportunity for growth. We used it. I was like, okay, next time we will check the fucking signs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's an also, opportunity. getting parking fines is part of my personality at this point. Mm. It'd be boring. I was literally like my boyfriend was like, oh, shit. And I was like, yeah, I was probably like coming on time to get another one. Yeah, exactly. I was, like, I was overdue, yeah. actually. You build them into your budget. Bully. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next type of imposter syndrome is the expert. And this is the person who feels like they need to have all the information all the knowledge and all the skills before they attempt something. Mm. I can relate to this. Again, it's a very paralyzing type of imposter syndrome because you're going to sit and not do anything. Exactly. And then that only exacerbates the feeling and makes you feel worse and makes you feel stuck. You know, as we always say, just approach things in life as you would as like a mediocre, white, straight man. And if you have maybe like 10% of the knowledge, you're qualified for the Mm. job. Like no one knows what they're doing. I think we forget that. I think because we're not mind readers, we think everyone's got their shit together. No one has any idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Sal and I have no idea what we're doing. No. We're talking shit right now. I'm kidding, I'm (laughs) kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like literally as an example, we're talking about fixes for imposter syndrome when we feel it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So everyone goes through it and – no one really has any idea what they're doing. It's like parents. Like parents aren't some magical, mythical creature that come out and birth you and are perfect. Your parents are just adults doing their best. Mm-hmm. And the day you realise your parents are just adults like you, you're like, holy shit, mm-hmm. I have, I'm going to do that if you want kids at some point? Yeah. Damn. We're all former children. Yeah, we're you know? all former children. That's scary. I know. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the imposter fix for the expert, try leaning into just-in-time learning skills. So don't feel like you need to learn everything before you start something because guess what? You can learn it as you go. Also, what you learn won't probably work. Like I think you can go into things being like, I have all the facts, but you need to be ready for a spanner because it will be thrown. Mm-hmm. Al and I will be there. Yeah! <laughs> being like, grow, baby, grow. <laughs> grow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Be like, we're so proud of you. Yeah, exactly. Don't hold yourself back and remember that just like at work, in life you can learn on the job mm-hmm. and that's okay. I think there's a reason why delusional people are so happy. Mm. because I feel like they don't suffer from imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because they're so delusional. Yeah. We all need a little touch We all delusion. need a little sprinkle of delusion in our lives. I think it's healthy to be a bit delusional. Mm-hmm. Not too much, though. Dear God, no. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> okay, we've got two more. So the next type of imposter syndrome is the soloist. You believe that you can do everything on your own that, It'll be better if you just do it yourself. And again, this is just going to end up putting so much on your plate that it'll get too much, too much, too much, and you'll snap. Mm -hmm. You'll break. 
And you view asking for help as a sign of weakness, that you need to be strong and be able to do everything on your own. And leaning on people is a skill. It's actually so helpful. And also being able to teach people to do what you can do or do what you need them to do, like if you're a manager, is also really difficult but really beneficial. So having that mindset of, oh, do you know what? It'll just be easier if I do it myself. Mm. Like I could ask this person to do it, but it'll just be easier if I do it myself actually causes you more harm than it does good because, Mm -hmm. sure, it might take you an hour when it would have taken someone else maybe three hours, but if you spend the three hours teaching someone to do it, that means you never have to spend that hour that week doing it again or the hour the next week doing it again or the hour next week doing it again. It's a it's an investment. Mm-mm. So this imposter fix is accepting and trying to accept that there is no shame in asking for help and people are there to help you and people like helping you. Mm. That is why you have colleagues. That is why you have friends and family. And I think when you think about it, Think about all the times you've asked for help and how many times people have said yes and how many times people have said no. And I'm pretty sure that you can think of a lot more times when people have said yes, I can help you with whatever it is that you need help with more than you can think of when someone said no. And I think as well a lot of the time if someone says no, there will be a reason for that. They might have a lot on their plate. They might be setting a boundary because they've got something else that they need to do or they might not actually know how to help you. Yeah. So being able to rely on other people is a skill and ask for that help and knowing that there's no shame in that is really, really amazing. Exactly. And no one can say yes to helping you if you don't ask. Mm, Exactly. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Our last type of imposter syndrome is the superhero. So this is the person who takes on a lot more responsibility than they can handle and they have a hard time saying no. And if they're not juggling a billion plates, they feel like they're not doing enough. Mm. Again, relatable, relatable Mm. content. And if you're someone who really likes praise, I feel like you can fall into this imposter syndrome a lot. Like if you're someone that really likes being recognised and rewarded, I think it can become a motivation to take more on being like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do that. Yep, it's fine. No, it's fine. I know I've got a lot on, but I'll do it. It's not going to give you the long run in what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not like school or uni. You're not going to get a little gold star when you take on an extracurricular. You're just going to burn into flames. To be honest, the extracurricular still felt like I was burning into flames at uni anyway. <laughs> not going to lie. True. What was the point? Well, that ancient history. Oh, my God. Class triggered. Okay, so the imposter fix for the superhero is to lean into your own internal confidence and don't rely on other people's validation to feel good about yourself or feel like you're doing a good job. Sometimes I will just write down a list of the things that I've achieved that day And I let the facts speak for themselves because otherwise then I have the narrative and the story telling me, well, you could have done this or you could have done that or this didn't work out. And it's all fake. Mm. Like it's literally just a pretend monologue. Again, it's that little plankton inside your head. Literally it is the plankton from SpongeBob. Whereas if you write it down and you can say, good job, 
you know, mm. and tick it off and get that serotonin from yourself, then you won't be looking for other people to validate you. Okay, so I feel like there's an overarching life lesson that we can pull from this episode and it's a quote that we saw on TikTok and it literally encompasses everything from this episode Mm -hmm. and it's that if you weren't ready, you simply wouldn't have the opportunity. If you weren't ready for something, you wouldn't be doing it right now. You wouldn't have been given the opportunity to take it. You wouldn't have gotten the job. You wouldn't be in the relationship. You wouldn't be traveling the world or whatever it is that you're doing that you're second guessing yourself. If you weren't ready, you simply wouldn't have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're feeling your little worm of imposter syndrome poke its head out of your brain, grab a brick with this on it. And just stamp it back down because mm-hmm. you are ready. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. Get it, fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Get it. Yep. Anything else to add on that? Flick that little plankton. Yeah, get that plankton out of there. Mm-hmm. Put that thing back where it came well, off. So, so help, help me, me bum, 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 bum. So, so help, help me. me. So, so help, help me. me. Well, Fuck plankton. <laughs> get me a blue whale. <laughs> Don't yes. they eat plankton? Yes. No, yeah. krill. Whatever. I same, swear same. They eat plankton. I think they do too. Oh no, my imposter syndrome. Oh no, the expert. She doesn't know. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> well, it's okay, if I wasn't ready for the opportunity to talk about plankton, then I wouldn't have it. There Works. we go. <laughs> Life imitates art. Well, that is a wrap for another episode of Two Broke Chicks. As always, thank you to our production team at MIK Studios for making today's episode possible. And thanks to you, chicks, for having us in your ear holes because we love to be here. Flick that plankton. Flick that plankton. Also, no, I was going to say flick the bean. But <laughs> I'm not going to. And that's Do what's that important. Too. That's probably what's going to happen. Do you know help. what? Whenever you feel imposter syndrome... Go have a wank. (laughs) And on that note, bye, chicks. Bye, chicks. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) 